Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Starr All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast It's Dane here as always with my good buddy Wags Wags um, Packers are 10-3, and three, heading back on the road to play the Baltimore Ravens. I cannot believe we've only got four games left. I'm so excited for, uh, for, for this matchup, playing the afternoon spot in Baltimore. And um, I don't know about you, we'll get into it, but I think Aaron Rodgers is going to keep cooking up uh, some heat this coming Sunday on the road. Yeah, and the big thing since the last time, we talked on Monday night, the Packers moved officially into the number one spot in the driver's seat in the yes. NFC. So their fate is in their own hands. Now, all, all, yeah, all I say they have to do is just go ahead and get out there on Sundays and take care of business the rest of the way. And uh, they will be the number one seat. Now, easier said than done. And it starts with a big one here against a Ravens team that is really, uh, I think, uh, looking for a win. They've been scuffling a little bit the last few weeks uh, and uh, certainly are dealing with a number of injuries of yeah. their own. But a uh, real battle in the AFC North. Packers are 2-0 and against the AFC North so far. So I would sure love it. If just like against the AFC West, where we went four and zero, we've got a couple AFC North, or I'm sorry, NFC West. I'm sorry, we've got a couple AFC North foes coming up in the next couple of weeks with a chance to go four and zero against that division as well. So why not? Mm-hmm. Um, but it starts this week against Baltimore. Yeah, it does, and I think that the big thing right away, just talking injuries um, for for Baltimore, is Lamar Jackson their superstar quarterback who can do it all with his legs. There's no doubt about that. Um, I'll be curious to see if he's able to go. I think that Baltimore is being a little bit coy right now. He didn't practice today, uh, Thursday, but even if he does go, and maybe I'm being too simplistic, but um, I think his biggest threat has always been his legs. He's got this ankle injury, a lower body injury. So whether he goes or not, I mean, I, I'm almost curious if he does go, if that's a wise decision, if his ankle isn't 100% or even close to it, because, you know, they're, they're starting to marginalize his biggest asset to this offense. Uh, what's your read on this situation right now, Legs? Yeah, well, I think he's certainly come a long way as a pocket passer, especially the last couple of seasons. And one could argue he's having his best season as a passer uh, in his career. So I don't want to discount his ability to still be highly effective and a game-changing type of player out there, even if his wheels are not quite 100%. But the Packers have some concerns of their own up front with a key guy in Kenny Clark now in the COVID protocols. And Kenny would have been basically, as he has been all season, kind of the the primary cog to attempt to slow down what Lamar Jackson could do. And I say attempt to slow down. Uh, That being said, while their backup, Tyler Huntley, is definitely not on the same level as Lamar Jackson, he's a similar type player. So Baltimore Mm -hmm. did a good job in uh, bringing him in, and he's uh, as a backup. For having a running quarterback, a lot of times one of the things that can be a detriment for a team is when that starting quarterback goes down with injury, it's almost like they have to change their whole offense. With Tyler Huntley, uh, even if Lamar Jackson can't go, uh, Baltimore probably won't have to change a ton. Now, will he be as dangerous with his legs as Lamar Jackson would be? No, but we saw... Last week, the Packers' defense gave up some some big runs, uh, and so they're going to have to certainly be prepared and step up and and make some adjustments uh, to be ready, uh, regardless of who's under center for this Baltimore Ravens offense. Yeah, uh, Wags, I, I hear you, um, and I just let's let's stay on the injury spot here a little bit. 
Um, maybe starting with the Packers, I think the big names right away, David Bakhtiari practiced, Jair Alexander practiced. It sounds like uh, Myers was seen running around a little bit. A lot of the other guys, including Randall Cobb, was part of the rehab group, which is better news than not, right? They're back actually physically there right now. How realistic? Because now we're we're officially on the Jair Alexander watch and the David Bakhtiari watch as we get towards the, the end of the season. Um, how optimistic or pessimistic should we be this week uh, to see them? And I mean, or, or is it really just a who the heck knows situation at this point? You'd have to think Jair is a more realistic possibility to go this week. Given that at his Wednesday press conference, Coach LaFleur didn't think David would practice, and then he practiced and was a surprise. Mm-hmm. That would, and he's been a limited participant, hasn't practiced in over a month after having his his knee scope with the arthroscopic surgery. Uh, it seems unlikely to me that he would be ready to go Sunday, but who knows? As I said last week, I've given up trying to predict <laughs> who's going to be in, who's going to be out. I would think the ramp up process for David would be, let's see how he responds, especially after having that setback uh, and coming back last time. I don't think they're going to want to rush him too quickly, but it sounds like his teammates and uh, I don't think we heard from David directly, but it sounds like reports are he is more upbeat and looking and feeling better than he was when he returned to practice the last time. So that's good news, whether he plays this week or not. Jair, I wouldn't be too surprised if he's out there on Sunday. Uh, He got a full week of practice last week. He's practicing this week. The Packers have three weeks to return him to the active 53-man roster anyway. So while they don't technically have to activate him before this week's game, uh, it would seem a decent chance that if he makes it through this full week of practice mm-hmm. and he's physically cleared and ready to go, that they might give him a chance. And I don't know if he would get his full complement of snaps out there, but um, is he he seemed more likely to me to be the one that would be returning this Sunday. I don't know if you have a different read on that, Dane. Uh, if anything, I would predict that both of them will still be out this week. Uh, but I would say Jair uh, has maybe, let's say, a 50-50 shot of being out there on Sunday. Yeah, I, I think I think you're correct, Wags. And I, but I unfortunately think it's less likely either of them are quite back yet, but maybe next week we see Jair get back out there and maybe Bakhtiari get some work in, you know, the last couple of weeks. That's my hope at least. And then, you know, who the heck knows on, on Zadarius, right? Oh, go, go for it. I would say though, technically David's already on the 53 man roster True. because they had to activate him uh, last time after they bought him off the pup list. So I mean, could we see him in there? They talked about a timeshare, which would seem sort of nonsensible. Mm -hmm. But given how you guys they have on the offensive line, could we see David suit up? And maybe he's not out there starting, or maybe he's not out there every series. Mm. He's more of a break in case of emergency type guy. I, I don't think they would play games with that however if he's cleared mm-hmm. perhaps they kind of keep him in their back pocket I, I i don't know so it that's sort of a technicality dane and and i think we're really more talking about when he's out there playing a full right. game but um you know just to kind of look at all potential possibilities here i, I love it wags can he play right tackle on field goal <laughs> uh, but but seriously, no, it, I think it'd be really good to uh, uh, see him get worked back. But I agree. I think it's uh, I I've never really heard of the rotating left tackles situation, especially Yash has been playing good enough and he seems to settle in as the game progresses, too. It'd be nice to see him, um, you know, get that run until box 100 percent. Now, Aaron Jones was out today. Uh, they, they listed knee slash illness. It sounds like it was uh, an illness more than anything, non-COVID related for, for Aaron Jones. So hopefully he's able to get back. 
um, you know, very soon. And then St. Brown with a concussion, go for it, Legs. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt again, but Aaron Jones was listed with the knee yesterday as well as a limited participant. Mm -hmm. So he practiced with the knee yesterday. So I agree with you. I don't think uh, the knee is something that we should be overly concerned about. Obviously, he's coming off that MCL injury, but the fact that he practiced yesterday uh, and was listed with that same knee injury tells me that this was really more of a let's just keep him out type situation with the illness. But um, yeah, and then a couple of other guys, just to continue on what you were going to say, EQ uh, has not practiced so far this week. Um, meanwhile, Malik Taylor has been a limited participant in practice. And of course, we don't need to tell you folks, if you're listening to this, uh, Aaron Rodgers still dealing with a toe injury, but uh, we fully expect that he will be out there this Sunday. I don't think he's going to practice this week from the what it sounds like. He did practice once last week, but may have had a, a little bit of, of uh, uh, soreness coming out of the game. So I think they're going to give him as much rest as possible leading up into Sunday. Yeah, and the good news with that is Rodgers has thrown a lot more touchdowns than he's practiced the last few weeks. So it doesn't seem to really be bugging him, at least lately. So I think that that's the good news, right? Yeah, uh, for sure. And then, of course, uh, would we remiss not to mention that Billy Turner, uh, the good news is, is that the Packers uh, do believe that he will be able to return this season, but uh, has not practiced this week. Do not expect to see him out there. Uh, this week for sure, and then we'll reassess and see where he's at uh, in the coming weeks and, and and when exactly he might be able to come back. I'll tell you what, though, I think that's really, really good news because we're so thin across the offensive line right now um, that, you know, we're talking if he go, you know, any more injuries to this offensive line at this point, we're talking um, Hanson, you know, is our backup center, and I think he's kind of just to center, quote unquote. Normally the Packers have guys that can kind of play around. Uh, and then we're talking about Ben Braden. And then uh, we've got three guys on the practice squad. Um, a couple of them, former Wisconsin Badgers <laughs> that I think fans might be, in, uh, you know, remember as well. But um, we're, we're really scratching the, the barrel should something happen at this point. So I think that Wags, that's, that's kind of the big key is the fact that Billy might be able to get back uh, this year is huge, especially even if it's for a playoff run. I just envision, and I'm crossing my fingers for a Bakhtiari, Billy Turner, um, you know, bookends uh, when it, when it matters most come, come playoff time, but we're just gonna have to wait and see at this point. Yeah, uh, definitely. And I think it's, it's one of those things where uh, the uh, Packers have to just make it through the next few weeks and just keep crossing our fingers. We've been talking about it. I think, gosh, it seems like the whole season True. when we get healthy, when we get some guys back and uh, hopefully it starts actually happening sooner than later here, maybe as early as this week, if Jair is ready to go. So uh, Dane on the Baltimore side, I think we touched on the big injury and, and this is, up and down the roster, you could argue mm -hmm. Baltimore has suffered as many, if not more significant injuries, season ending type injuries than the Packers or really any team in the NFL. Uh, so uh, hardly a unique situation that the Packers are dealing with, not ideal, uh, but uh, you, they're going up against an opponent that certainly isn't going to have any sympathy for them uh, in no. the injury department. And uh, it's, it's an interesting situation their running back uh room was completely decimated before the season even started uh, so they've got some veteran guys back there and we'll get into the offense and uh, maybe we can just jump into that right now with this baltimore offense mm -hmm. in uh devonta freeman and uh and latavius murray who hasn't been getting much work uh, in the last uh, few games but uh, just not the same explosive running game that we've seen out of baltimore the last few years and it's really been you know it's really been all about what they've been able to produce um uh, from lamar jackson as a runner mm -hmm. and uh devonta freeman he's a he's a steady guy good veteran player but just doesn't have the burst that he did in his prime uh, and uh, really isn't uh coming in with much explosiveness doesn't have near the dangerous 
um, ability on the ground that uh, Baltimore has uh, put forth in, in the last couple of seasons when they've uh, led the NFL or been on top three or four of the NFL in, in the rushing game. Uh, so even without Kenny Clark this week, Dane, uh, while we don't want to sleep on Baltimore as, as a rushing mm-hmm. attack, uh, what do you think the keys are for this Packer defense to uh, be able to take away what Baltimore is going to try to do and, and where, what, what is their, their, their biggest um, impact or their biggest threat on the offensive side of the ball? Yeah, it's a good question. I, you know, I think that you're you're correct with Devontae Freeman. Um, you know, he's a guy who, I mean, he he's nearing 30 years old. Last week he got 18 touches, so they're still working him in. You're right, Latavius Murray not maybe getting as many touches as as he has in some of his past seasons. Dane, I don't know if we lost you there, uh, but uh, just kind of to fill in your thoughts here. Uh, yeah, without uh, a Baltimore rushing attack. Um, Again, not not nearly as dangerous as they've been in previous seasons. But uh, my biggest key uh, is is really Mark Andrews, a tight end for Baltimore. He's uh, been their biggest threat offensively, uh, leads the team in targets and receptions, 75 receptions on the year. Um, and when he gets going over the middle, he's a, really a threat. And, and Mark Andrews, when you look at this Baltimore offense, uh, they really don't have much of a deep threat. What's interesting to me is they're in the bottom 10 in the NFL in 40-plus yard pass plays, but they're in the top 10 in the NFL in 20-plus yard pass plays. And a lot of that is Mark Andrews and what he does over the middle because over a third of their 20-plus yard pass plays have been to Mark Andrews, and he really can uh, be a threat over the middle of the field, particularly uh, he can run after the catch. He's just got, uh, you know, soft hands, big target. And uh, he's a, a base. He's a big uh, matchup nightmare for any defense. So, uh, but uh, it's not often you go against a team in the NFL where their true number one uh, wide receiver, or n- number one pass catching threat is a tight end. Uh, but that's exactly what we're getting with this Baltimore offense. And Mark Andrews is having a career season and he's legit. So I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Uh, it looks like you dropped off there momentarily, but you're back uh, on what the Packers might do to attempt to match up against Mark, Mark Andrews and, mm. and see what they can do to slow him down this Sunday. Well, I'll tell you what, Wags, I, I, I've been really impressed by what this Packers defense has been able to do against tight ends this year. Uh, even, even this last Sunday against the Bears, I know they're not necessarily world burners, but Cole Komet can, can get you once in a while, and um, they, they pretty much marginalize them entirely. If, if, I, if I'm not mistaken last week, uh, but all year, even against really good tight ends, I think the Packers have played better um, versus versus the tees. The and I think this week, yet again, we're going to see some Chris Barnes getting after it. But I really like the safety play uh, of the Packers um, getting in there and, and just trying to um, misdirect uh, Andrews's routes. You're going to see him come off the line of scrimmage. They like to put him in line quite a bit with their offensive lineman kind of hand in the dirt, not necessarily in the slot as much. He'll, he'll start kind of as that sixth offensive lineman, quote unquote, in that position group. Um, and then at the snap of the ball, um, I would expect the Packers to jam him a lot at the line of scrimmage and just pay an awful lot of attention to him. I don't care if it's Lamar Jackson or if it's Huntley back there. I think that that's the first guy that they're going to be looking to take away is going to be, um, uh, Mark Andrews. Now, of course, they've got some other talented guys there. They've got Sammy Watkins, uh, who can beat you, um, and, and he's just got a ton of speed. They've got some other young guys like Rashad Bateman, but um, I do think you're correct. Mark Andrews is the guy to be circling, and I think the Packers are going to throw a full cast of characters at him. So I mentioned Chris uh, Chris Barnes, but Wags, would you really be surprised if if we see Darnell Savage or Adrian Amos? sticking on him at times, or even Shandon Sullivan yet again. Um, I think that the Packers uh, this year have been showing a lot of different looks to try to cause a little bit of confusion, some zone, some man coverage, but overall, especially if they're playing Huntley, I think that they're going to try to give him a lot of different looks 
and, and make him make quick decisions. And that might not be something that a younger quarterback is going to be all that capable of. Um, but name of the game this week is take away Andrews. And if it ends, ends up being uh, Lamar, take away the run as much as possible. I thought the Packers did a pretty good job overall against Fields last week. He ended up getting you. You know, he got 74 yards. He scrambled. Um, but uh, he didn't get you when it counted. And I expect yet again, if you take away those two guys, the Ravens are going to have a really long day because they just don't have the running backs and the running game outside of their quarterback to, I think, do damage over a consistent four-quarter football game. Yeah, and I think the biggest key for the defense this week is uh, limit Baltimore's ability to, to run. Don't don't allow them to get going because Baltimore, they've always been a team that they're going to want to control the clock. Mm-hmm. They don't want Aaron Rodgers and his Packers offense to be out on the field uh, as much as possible. And so if they're able to uh, continue to, to force Baltimore into situations where they're going to have to throw the ball uh, a lot, uh, that's going to play into our hands. And I agree with you. I think it's a combination on Mark Andrews, Chris Barnes, uh, and Devondre Campbell, uh, certainly. Uh, I think a lot of zone coverage in the middle, working together. Uh, we're going to see Chandon Sullivan, Adrian Amos, uh, certainly over the top. I, I say, So I think uh, Henry Black. I, so I think a, a lot of those guys mm-hmm. are going to be involved. And, and it's not going to be just one guy tasked with uh, lining up against Mark Andrews. Uh, this... Ravens uh, wide receiver group, not the most talented young guys. Uh, you, you mentioned Rashad Bateman was first round pick this year. I I've actually someone that I liked in the draft uh, coming uh, into uh, the, the draft. And some, I, I wasn't sure if he would fall to the Packers, if the Packers might take a look at him uh, has been inconsistent as you might expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a rookie wide receiver, but had his best game of the season and by extension, his young career last week, uh, interestingly, with Tyler Huntley in a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So uh, had those guys have a little bit of a connection. Uh, so that would be something to to keep an eye on. I don't think uh, Sammy Watkins, you know, uh, has been around forever, hasn't had a significant impact on this Ravens offense. And, and then you got a guy like Marquise uh, Hollywood Brown, uh, mm-hmm. shifty, uh, speedy guy out of the slot. And uh, again, hasn't necessarily uh, had a high impact or super productive season, but uh, can still be dangerous, uh, move the chains. Uh, and so uh, someone that I think uh, Chan and Sullivan will be uh, seeing a lot of on Sunday as well. So um, they've got guys, Dean, mm-hmm. <laughs> they can, they can uh, connect with and, uh, Certainly, Coach Coach Harbaugh and this Baltimore Ravens coaching staff uh, has been uh, successful in putting uh, really good offensive uh, units out there uh, over a a long period of time. So uh, they're going to be moving those pieces around and and trying to do what they can to create Mm -hmm. mismatch against this Packer defense. Uh, And so I expect them to attack as much as possible, uh, but also be pretty disciplined in trying to just move the chains. I think they're going to try to be patient, keep this a low possession, um, low scoring type of game, try not to turn the ball over, uh, which by Mm -hmm. the way, the Ravens have not done a good job of this year. Mm -hmm. They've turned the ball over more than than quite a few. They're in the bottom five in turnovers, mm-hmm. um, both fumbles and interceptions in the league. So um, they know against a team like the Packers, they're going to have to play mistake-free football. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be focusing on, on really trying to hang on to the ball, limit turnovers. And I don't think they're going to be too afraid to punt the ball, uh, considering the Packers special teams woes. Uh, so uh, it's going to be one of those weeks where the Packers are going to need to be patient themselves. And uh, certainly uh, be opportunistic in uh, getting some of those down and distance situations where they can attack the Ravens. And hopefully, if uh, we get some opportunities, we need to come away with those turnovers because uh, that's going to be a big key in what could be a very, very close matchup here on Sunday. Wait, so I was going to ask you that you mentioned the turnovers, something that the Packers the last couple of weeks have been absolutely fantastic at. Um, I mean, turning points into turnovers very quickly is is always a good thing. Um, so this week, are there any matchups that you see? I mean, I think that uh, the pass rush 
of this Packers against this Ravens offensive line could be something to really take a look at. And I don't care who the quarterback is at that point. If you're getting, you're hitting the quarterback, it you know doesn't really matter if you've got anybody back there. If you're getting hit a lot, it's going to be a tough day at the office. Um, but is that something that you're taking a look at or where do you see the, the best opportunities for the Packers to maybe get takeaways? Yeah, it's, it's going to be, have to be on third down. And, and the, the hard thing is, is because, Again, whether it's Huntley or whether it's it's Lamar Jackson's able to go, even with an ankle injury, uh, we saw last week Packers didn't necessarily have the best pocket containment, uh, especially on first and second down. Uh, I thought we had a, a number of, of, of situations, particularly in the first half. They were better in the second half where they just got a little bit too far upfield. Uh, and uh, the Bears were able to exploit that. And certainly the Ravens will be looking to do a lot of the same thing this week. Um, so I think we're going to need to get them in third down. And it's going to be tough because against a rushing quarterback, getting pressure up the middle is what's really the most disruptive. Mm-hmm. And without Kenny Clark potentially on Sunday, um, now we're looking at guys like TJ Slayton, um, Kingsley Kiki uh, is going to have to step up. Uh, you know, we might have Dean Lowry, obviously, has been quieter uh, for the last month or so. May need to uh, step up and see if he can get a little bit more pressure in uh, pass rushing situations. Uh, outside of that, um, I'm not sure who else we can expect. Uh, certainly, with Sean Gary, Preston Smith, we expect them to keep doing what they do. Uh, but uh, it, it's going to require discipline and 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 not necessarily – allowing yourself to be in a situation where you're trying to get a sack on every down and every play because a, it's not going to happen. And B uh, the Ravens are smart enough to exploit that. If we start getting guys out of position. So um, we need to be smart and uh, wait for the right situations. And then let's dial it up and get after it. Yeah. And something to keep an eye on talking about these injuries, Villanueva, their left tackle and Ben powers, their left guard, both out, uh, did not, excuse me, I'm not going to say out, did not practice uh, yet this week, which that would talk about a huge blow to a team. If the left side of their offensive line, if we're talking about, you know, uh, some of their second string offensive line getting the field job there against Rashawn Gary and how good this pass rush has been lately, even without Kenny Clark, I think that this team could still potentially get after the quarterback on Sunday. So uh, just another thing to keep an eye on, um, you know, Packers feel snake bitten with injuries, but as you mentioned, the Ravens are right there with us potentially somehow even worse. Yeah. So along that line, Dane, is there any potential mismatches that you feel this Packer defense could exploit in their yeah. own right? I, I honestly, I think even if Villanueva is able to go, um, the left tackle spot for the Ravens just feels like a, a tee off position. If the Packers are able to limit the, the the running game from the Ravens and get them into some of those third and longs, even third and mediums where we know more likely than not, they're going to be dropping back and throwing the ball. I love both Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary coming off the edge and uh, that left tackle spot. I just think that that's a place where we're going to be able to get a lot of pressure on Sunday. Um, you know, Rashawn had another seven um, hurries, I think, last week. I, I expect him to get to the quarterback here again pretty quickly, but he's so disruptive, and it doesn't really seem to matter who he's playing and lining up against. But um, this week just feels like an offensive line that has a little bit of inferior talent uh, to some of the Packer pass rushers. And uh, if that's the case, then game on. But I really am looking at that left side of the offensive line for starters, but quite frankly, across the board, even on the right side, I like where we're at. I think that Dean Lowry has been playing good, although he hasn't gotten the sack numbers. He has been able to control the line of scrimmage quite a bit. He's been very, he's, he's playing faster. It feels like he's trusting himself and he's playing a lot faster this year than he has in past years. And I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he's one of those kind of breakout game candidates again uh, this Sunday, because um, you know, just the lineup, if, if he's able to collapse the pocket on the quarterback here. Um, It's just going to be a long day for the Ravens. And I just like our matchups kind of across the board. Now, if Kenny Clark is able to somehow go, then really look out because Kenny is just the disruptor. Yeah. And this is the Ravens offense that's been sacked more than any team in the NFL this year. 
given up 47 sacks on the season. Uh, so they've really been struggling. And, and without that big play ability, uh, and despite the Packers' defense it, giving up a few bigger plays in, in recent weeks uh, than we had seen most of the season, I I trust them. I don't think it's 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 not a trend to me, even though it's a slight concern. I, I don't think it's something that is going to continue for the most part. Um, and I think this is a good week to clean that up. I'm talking like the 40 plus, you know, touchdown backbreaking type mm-hmm. pass plays. Uh, and so with that, uh, that may allow a guy like Darnell Savage, a guy like Henry Black uh, to really be able to attack the line of scrimmage a little bit more uh, than what they're normally able to do. We might be able to jump on some pass routes. Um, Rasul Douglas is making that an art form right now. So we can get some other guys in the action on that too. Uh, but I think uh, this is a, a good week uh, to force the Ravens to prove that they can actually beat you over the top because honestly, even if they do it once, I don't think they have the ability to score with this Packers offense. And we'll get to that uh, in a little bit. Uh, So I have confidence that I would be okay with the risk factor of of really putting pressure on them. And I'm not talking blitzing extra guys, just Mm -hmm. pressure by, you know, really bringing a lot of guys up into uh, the box and and, and really pushing and putting being physical at the line of scrimmage, uh, because until they show uh, that they can beat you out of those sets. I, I think it behooves the Packers to try to be physical with them, both in the trenches uh, and on the boundary. So um, I, I think uh, this is a, a matchup that definitely tilts in the Packers' favor this week. Yeah, and this just feels, to, to piggyback off that, it feels like it's a, one of those line them up and make them beat you kind of weeks. And I just, this defense, the way that they've been playing against this injury riddled offense, I just, I like our matchup options. In fact, I like the matchup this week um, as much as uh, defensively for the Packers as I have in quite some time against an offense, believe it or not. I just, I, I like the matchup. I think that our guys line up and play well against this kind of offense. So I'm looking forward to Sunday and, and hopefully being proven right. Yeah. And in a way, the Bears kind of similar, I think, yeah. to what uh, the in terms of their weapons and their like offensive abilities, not necessarily scheme wise, but mm-hmm. um, you know. So I, I think that gave us a, a little bit of a litmus test last week, and I think we're going to be ready to go for sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Dane, if you don't have any more thoughts on the defense, let's take a quick break. Talk about our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. And uh, as we've done all season, I am looking forward to hearing uh, your wife, Andrea's uh, pick, uh, if she has one or if she shared with you in terms of uh, daily fantasy for this week, uh, because she has seems to be doing really well all season. So uh, I don't know if uh, she shared any information for you and by extension, our listeners uh, for who you might be circling on the DraftKings daily fantasy this coming Sunday. Yeah. So uh, you know what? She's had a lot of success this, uh, this season. Uh, Last week was a really good game for her. She picked Aaron Jones. So she was on cloud nine after that. I think this week she's avoiding Packer running backs. We're going to talk about why I think here in in a moment, but she's all in on some of the secondary receiving threats for the Packers, a la Alan Lazard, MVS. Um, So uh, I'm hoping that she's right this week. But, folks, uh, I've said it. I'm going to say it again. DraftKings Sportsbook, she never used the app until this promo came out. She put in that promo code TPPN. She put a dollar down on any team score. She got 100 100 back wags to, to bet. And so far, she's been having a really good year. She's up on the year, having a lot of fun doing it and DraftKings Sportsbook makes it really easy. All right. So folks, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, so Dane, flipping over, then. Yeah. 
to the Packers offense against this Baltimore defense. I'm just going to give you the floor. What is the biggest key this week, and where are you seeing the Packers trying to exploit some mismatches? I think the mismatches, Wags, uh, are no doubt uh, in the defensive backfield for the Ravens. Um, they It looks like their safety Clark now is going to be out on Sunday. Uh, that means, much like the Packers, not having a lot of their, their first choice on the offensive line, the Ravens now, all four starters of who they had to start the season, uh, are out uh, and they are not playing for the Ravens anymore due to injury, illness, or otherwise. So the Ravens are really, really thin at the defensive back spot. All of that said, um, you know, the Ravens are the number one team in the NFL, last I checked, at stopping the run. So they're very, very successful at stopping the run. Uh, where the challenges come in is on the back end. So um, I'm curious to see, Wags, what this Packer offense looks like going into Sunday. Um, we've seen this team at times be a little counterintuitive and throw the ball when I thought that they'd be running the ball. So who knows? Maybe they go into Baltimore and they decide they want to run the ball instead of throw the ball and try to set the tone early, especially on the road. Um, so I'll be curious to see what Matt LaFleur's game plan is going into this, especially that first 15 scripted plays, what they want to do with it. Um, but I would love to see the Packers go in and, and try to run the ball at the very least to start the game. We talked about it. The five guys that we currently have starting across our offensive line are guys that are pretty talented uh, at some smash mouth football playing downhill. Um, they feels like there's an attitude component to this offensive line, the way it's currently made up. And I would love to see the Packers get out there. Uh, hopefully Aaron Jones is ready to go on Sunday. AJ Dillon's out there and we can at least get the ball running a little bit to help open up the pass and then let Aaron Rodgers take over, uh, you know, with some play action plays. But if we could set the tone running the ball, I'd be ecstatic, but that's not an easy thing to do against a Ravens team that has only allowed 100 plus yard rushing game on the season. And that was to Delvin Cook in the Minnesota Vikings. So no slouch there. Um, so they are very, very apt and adept at stopping the run. Yeah. And this is a Ravens defense that over the last month has really been playing some very solid football. Granted, and I'm not to take anything away from them, but against the Browns twice, against the Steelers and against the Bears. So yeah. not exactly a murderer's row of offenses that they've been facing during that stretch. But uh, despite the injuries, uh, you mentioned Mar uh, Marlon Humphrey uh, went down for the season here a, a week or two ago, and they had already lost uh, Marcus Peters uh, to the, the season in training camp. So uh, you go into the season with those two guys on the, on the boundary, you're talking about potentially uh, top five cornerback duo in the NFL. Uh, now they're without both of them. Uh, and so hey, that's going to make things difficult. So here's the thing. I completely agree with you. Mm -hmm. Run the ball. And we've been talking about it, it seems, for weeks and weeks. And uh, they've done a good job. It seems like the balance and they've gotten away from running as much as uh, we and some other Packer fans would like. Uh, sometimes even just in, in certain portions of games. Uh, and so while I think that is definitely still important this week, uh, in a way, I would like to see this Packer offense no gas, no breaks this week. Mm -hmm. I think this is the type of game, when you're looking at the Ravens, they're comfortable playing in the teens and the low 20s. Let's let's see if this is a week where we can try to pick up the tempo. The Packers has been, tempo-wise, the slowest team in the NFL this entire season. So while I expect Aaron Rodgers to go up to the line of scrimmage, let the play clock run down, see if he can get all the reads on the defense, um, I think that they're going to try to be aggressive, and uh, they might – come out and attack through the air a little bit more, especially early on. Try to build a lead on the road and uh, put the pressure on the Ravens to try to uh, uh, get out of their game plan and out of their comfort zone a little bit. Uh, I wouldn't mind if the Packers offense uh, is uh, not to say that this will be a track meet because I definitely would be surprised if that happened. Uh, however, uh, if we're able to get up a score or two, in the first half or early in the second half, that's going to be putting a lot of pressure against uh, on a Ravens offense. That's while they're capable of putting up points, mm -hmm. they're not necessarily capable of putting up points in a hurry. So um, it, it, now 
That said, where's the line? Where's that balance? Because they do need to run the ball. Uh, so I'm saying all of that, not disagreeing with anything you said, uh, but I think it's going to be incumbent on uh, this Packers coaching staff and uh, and Aaron Rodgers and, and this passing attack to be on point and hopefully be in an early rhythm, uh, get some points on the board early. And, and if they're playing with a lead, now you can run the ball and that's going to take clock uh, take time off the clock and, and, again, really put quite a bit more pressure on the Ravens offensively uh, to uh, speed things up and, and mm-hmm. do things that they don't normally uh, try to do. Yeah, I think that that's really good insight. And a guy that I'm going to be circling and watching is Campbell, their uh, defensive end. He he got banged up a little bit last week, but it looked like he was able to return to action. I expect him to go this week. Um, he's He's a very good pass rusher. Uh, for for the Ravens. He's a guy who can be pretty disruptive up front. Um, another guy, just to pay attention to, um, a lot of name because he was a high draft pick and someone I think a lot of Packer fans were kind of hoping maybe the Packers would take at one point was Patrick Queen, a uh, guy who's in his second season now uh, uh, playing, I believe, the will linebacker spot for, for the Ravens. He's an interesting one. He's a big name guy. He makes some splashy plays. He also misses his fair share of tackles. Um, so he's one of those guys that I think he he can make a big impact, but he can also be exploited at times. I know he's given up a fair share of um, passing touchdowns uh, as well. So that's somebody that I'm really would want to keep an eye on that Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has the photographic memory. He knows where to go with the football. I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers try to isolate Queen on maybe Aaron Jones on the backfield at times and try to take advantage of him in single coverage. Maybe DeGuara as well is a good guy. DeGuara last week having 44 yards. The Packers are working him in. He's definitely flowing and playing better than he has uh, you know, earlier in the season. So uh, look to some of those kinds of mismatches against the Ravens, but also Wags, let's not get too cute either. Um, you know, they've got Jimmy Smith at one corner. They've got Anthony Everett at another corner. Um, it's going to be tough, I think, for them to cover up the Packers wide receivers. Uh, I think Devontae Adams, yet again, is in line for a huge game. Uh, when isn't he? But I think this week, yet again, kind of like the Bears, we talked about it last week. It was like, who the heck's going to cover Devontae Adams uh, of these DBs? I, I look at it again this week, and I, I feel the same. Now, the question mark becomes, how do the Packers attack? Uh, you know, I think this offensive line has been really, really strong. This week, I'd love to see Aaron get the ball out of his hands quick um, and, and really try to exploit uh, some missed tackles from these Ravens uh, defensive backs uh, that they weren't expecting to be out there. So I'd like to see Devontae Adams get some mismatches, but MVS out there, Lazard, I just, uh, across the board, yet again, just like on defense, I like our matchups this week. I don't know if the Ravens have the horses with all their injuries to stop this Packer off. Yeah, and they're going to probably have to be playing off the line of scrimmage for that mm-hmm. reason. So I completely agree. Dink, 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 and then whoop, yes. down low. Take the shot. Because this <laughs> Raven. And I'm not to oversell the point, but they've been they've given up more, uh, you know, long pass plays than any team in the NFL this season. Uh, so uh, this Packers uh, vertical passing game, it seems like it's rounding into shape here at just the right time. And uh, while you can sit here and talk about uh, the numbers and on paper out of the wazoo. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily 100% translate uh, to this particular game. The advantages are there. Uh, it's pretty clear. Uh, the Packers have the guys to be able to uh, exploit some mismatches. And so uh, that's why I fully expect that this pass offense, let's get in that rhythm. Yes. I completely agree. Let that offensive line settle in quick passes, and then let's start taking some shots. And I think if if we do that, uh, this Ravens defense could have a tough, tough time slowing down the Packers. And then by extension, I think it's going to be pretty tough for them to be able to keep up. Now, I, I don't think the Packers are going to go out and score 50 points this week. No. But uh, I, I do think that they can be pretty effective, even in a lower possession game. I, I think that they can be pretty efficient, uh, particularly if we're able to get off to a fast start, which leads me to my next segue here. Dane, what can we do? We talked about it after the, the game last week, but what can we do 
to get off to a better start in the first quarter this week because when you're on the road, the last thing you want to do is be sluggish Mm -hmm. and potentially be chasing points, uh, fall behind in the first half, and uh, try to uh, uh, really uh, get after it and and come from behind. Uh, We can do it. We're built to do it, but it's just not an ideal situation. So um, anything that you think the Packers can do to hopefully shake their slow start mm-hmm. issues this week and, and get off to a better start in the first quarter? Well, you're reading my mind. I, that was the next point I was going to make is we need to have a fast start. So, um, and, and I think it really does come down to, you know, last week, early on in the game, I think that we tried to maybe hold the ball a little bit too long, clutch the ball and try to make a bigger play than we needed to. And that resulted in an early sack, I think on second down and that kind of ruined the first series. Um, So I think that this week, Wags, as mentioned, get the ball out of Aaron's hands quick. I would love to to start hot uh, with a couple slant routes, right? A a quick couple, just give me, try to pick up a couple quick first downs, see what the Ravens are giving you. And then I'm not even against Aaron taking a shot early in that first series even, but I would love to get a couple first downs. And that's really going to be, take what this defense is going to give you. You're right. I think they're playing back a little bit. Um, and if that's the case, get the ball in Devontae's hands early. Let him try to make a play or two just to, you know, convert a couple here. Because then the Ravens really are going to be reeling and the Packers are going to just be in control. It's going to quiet down that very, very loud Baltimore crowd as well and let Aaron and this offense settle in and get to work. Uh, I would hate to see them get, come out and do another three and out like I feel like we've seen a fair amount of times this season. Um, uh, and I think sometimes we've shot ourselves in our own foot a little bit by trying to go and take too much. Um, so tonight or on Sunday, Sunday afternoon, just get out there, take advantage of it. Um, let Aaron really, you know, lean into his first, second or third read, try to find some of those wide receivers, maybe dump it off to the running back and just really try to set the tone early that um, they're going to have to, um, you know, come up and try to be aggressive and somehow stop Aaron Rodgers, um, which I don't think they'll be able to do. Um, but I think that that's just going to be the best route for this offense to go. Just take what they give you early because then later in the game, it's going to pay its dividends. Yeah, I love it. So, Dane, any other thoughts offensively? I, no, I mean, I, I think we, we've we covered a lot of it. I, I expect a, a good outing from this offense. They, they should come out swinging, and they need to. As you mentioned, Wags, um, we we are in control of our own destiny. So while we're at 10 wins, that's great. But we need to keep winning because everybody else is right on our heels right now. Uh, there's no excuses. Got to go on. I know it stinks. You got to go on the road again. I don't care. We got to win. Uh, and, and the offense you mentioned, we're starting to shape up at the right time with that deep ball. Let's keep that going. I want to see this timing going. We should be building off of every game now going into the playoffs. I want to use post bye week as a launching board into the playoffs this year. For sure. So, Dane, we got to talk a little bit about special teams. Not going to spend 20 minutes breaking it down like we did after the game <laughs> last week. But just curious, uh, who do you have for the Packers returning kicks, returning punch this week? Um, a- any changes that you expect to see back there yet this week? Or no. are we just going to continue with what we're doing and hope we see better production? I think we're going to go with Amari Rodgers again as, as our punt returner. I really do. Um, it, it just seems like he's the guy – um, that that is going to be back there, and mostly because I'm not sure who else really is is on the team right now. I would have probably said maybe Randall Cobb takes a look, um, but obviously he's not going this week. So um, I think it's probably going to be Amari Rogers, but the dark horse here could be Shannon Sullivan. Uh, he's a guy that I know they've they've um, you know kicked around the idea of doing kick returns in the past. We've talked to him before uh, on our podcast, and you know I. Dark horse, though. I don't think they want to do it. I think they'd much rather continue with Amari Rodgers. And I think we're probably going to get Amari for one more week, and then we'll see what happens from there. Um, you know, we, we called up Winfrey from the practice squad. He is now part of the active 53. He's not really a special teams guy as much. He's more of a true wide receiver, if you will. Um, I'll be curious to see if Malik Taylor is able to go, because then I would expect him potentially to return kicks for the Packers, but it doesn't seem like they're all that comfortable with him returning punts. So yet again, I expect Amari Rogers, but potentially somebody like Shannon Sullivan could be back there. I would be a little surprised, but I wouldn't be absolutely shocked. 
Yeah, and we've had games where we've had two different guys go back yeah. and field punts. So maybe just to give someone like Sullivan, if that's who it is, some game reps, they send him out there just in a fair catch type situation. Just go out there, fair catch it. That's all we're looking to do. At least that'll kind of maybe get him settled in a, a, a little bit. Give Amari Rogers a, a break in maybe a situation where you just want someone to go out there and field the ball. And not that this matters too much because you're really talking about one one or two plays potentially if that were the case. But if Jair comes back this week, a guy like Shannon Sullivan may see his snap count drop a little bit. Now, I expect him to be out there a ton either way, but he may not get quite as many snaps if Jair's out there this week because – you still got Stokes. You still got Rasul Douglas. Right. Um, Sullivan will still get a ton of snaps, but obviously Jair is going to be out there. And he, he, even he, if he comes back, may not get his normal run of, of being That's out right. there every defensive play. Uh, but I just say that to say that not that that makes Chandon expendable, but uh, he, if he's not going a full load of defensive snaps, he may be fresh enough that they can use him on some certain special team situation, perhaps even in coverage as well, uh, right. special team coverage. So I'll be interested to see who they roll out there on those coverage units and if any changes are made there as well. Wags, that's a really good point. And I mean this with the highest amount of praise. He could slide into, if Jair's back, especially for the push, he could slide into kind of a, a Micah Hyde role which is huge praise as far as I'm concerned, because that's that's a role of kind of like a guy who will do anything for his team kind of role. I could see um, Shandon bumping over into kind of that Henry back third safety, excuse me, Henry Black third safety role for some of it, cycling in in the slot as well, getting snaps there and doing some special teams. Like, you know, you're right. And if it's not this week, that could be the long-term future of him, at least for the remainder of the season. And you could do a lot worse than that. I still think Shannon gets 40 plus snaps on defense, potentially doing that role. That's the thing. It's not like he's off the field, but he's just doing it in a different way. And I think that that could be really interesting down the stretch yeah um either way uh this special teams has got to be much much better because baltimore they've got a really good special yes. teams you know and yeah. so if this is a close game uh, they've got a, a fantastic if not the best kicker in the nfl and justin tucker uh, and you know how dangerous he is uh, and then just overall uh, they've got uh, always very, very strong on special teams and in a close game uh, that can definitely put it under a microscope. Uh, it, it wasn't all that close last week and it still was almost enough to swing the entire momentum of the game. So uh, we're going to have to be way, 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 way better uh, than we were and uh, put last week behind us. Uh, but uh, we're going to need to be significantly improved not only this week but uh, moving forward so Dan, any other thoughts on special teams otherwise mm-hmm. i think we're ready for our x factors uh, of the week and uh, for me uh, i've got uh, a couple of guys circled for sure mm-hmm. so i think i let it off last week uh with my offensive pick so i am going to generously mm-hmm. allow you to steal my x factor if that should happen uh, and let you take the lead. Uh, who do you have for your offensive X Factor this week? You're so kind, Wags. You're so kind. Um, this week against the Ravens, I think the passing attack is going to be uh, going off. And it just feels like it's an MVS week. It was a Lazard week last week. This week, it's got to be MVS. I'm sorry. I see you shaking your head. But uh, it just feels like a week where they give up big plays, Baltimore, uh, pretty much on the regular. MVS is a big play wide receiver it's just a match made in heaven for Aaron Rodgers this week yeah and you know what though I so strongly believed in that pick that I'm just going to make it a double x wow. with MBS this week so he's going to get the love he's going to be feeling love the love it. from Lombardi's legends I think we can get him involved I think the Packers are going to try to be targeting him mm-hmm. uh, to uh, take him over the top uh, multiple occasions and hopefully uh, they're able to connect with him because uh, I think he has an opportunity this week. Uh, he is, you know, uh, been solid since he came back from injury, but, you know, pretty much what we've had uh, always in MVS where you have a big, big week one week and uh, not necessarily like a bad game, but just a quieter 
game the next week. So I think this is a week where he could have a big game. So uh, I, I try to avoid, and we try to avoid picking the same guy, but I I just, I've had him circled. Uh, so I couldn't back away from it. So double X factor for MVS this week. Uh, Dane, that leads us to the defensive side. Mm-hmm. Again, I'll let you go first. I'm pretty sure we're going to have different guys uh, here. So I, I'm willing to take the risk and, and let you take the lead once again. Yeah, no, that's, um, you know, this this week, I think it's going to be Dean Lowry is going to be my X factor up front. Um, I'd like to see him get to the quarterback and bring the quarterback down, be disruptive up front. Um, he's had a bit of a resurgence this year uh, with the banged up Ravens offensive line, as we mentioned. I think Dean Lowry has an opportunity to really do something this week and get after it. So um, it's as simple as that. I think that Dean's going to get after the quarterback and and have a, a, a pretty solid game and actually make a pretty good impact against this uh, Ravens offense. So Dean Lowry's my guy, defensive lineman, uh, is my X factor this week. Okay. Uh, I've got Eric Strokes, a uh, young mm-hmm. corner in the secondary. Uh, teams have not been able to get the ball past him in recent weeks. Uh, but uh, I think the biggest thing here is that I think uh, he will see his share against Rashad Bateman. And uh, I don't uh, have any read on what quarterback we're going to see for the Ravens. But uh, this may just be a gut feeling. But I think uh, the, given the fact that uh, 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 Bateman had a bigger week uh, last week and and, and that was uh, with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, with, uh, of course, the backup quarterback, Huntley. Uh, Tyler Huntley, in there. I, I think uh, if he's starting this week or he's playing and, he, and Bateman's the guy that they seem to have the connection with, he might force the ball a little bit to Bateman. And so I, I, uh, I I'm just going to go with Eric Stokes. And I don't even know if, if Stokes will be lined up against him primarily on every mm-hmm. down, uh, but it's just a gut feeling. I'm going to go with Eric Stokes. I think he gets another interception this week uh, and uh, is able to make a couple other big plays. So I'm going to take him as uh, my defensive X factor. I love it. I think that's a great choice, Wags. Um, an up-and-coming guy who's just been playing really, really good football this week. So um, prediction time. Uh, you let me go first with the X factors. So, um, you know, you get the big enchilada here. Um, who you got, Wags? How do you see this ending up? Yeah, I've got the Packers. And I, I don't think it's going to be a super high-scoring game. Uh, but I think the Packers can be efficient. I think they can get ahead. Uh, and I've got them taking care of business on the road, 27-17, uh, against this Ravens team. Um, I think it you know, will be kind of a grinded out. But uh, I feel like the Packers, if they can especially get ahead early, will be sort of in control but never, you know, putting them uh, completely out of the uh, game in terms of making it a blowout. But um, I I think the Ravens are going to try to be very, very conservative this week, especially offensively uh, and trying to limit mistakes, uh, try to uh, make this a low possession game. So I I just don't see a scenario where the Packers are going to drop, you know, 35, 40 points. Uh, But I I do think we have the advantage uh, whether – Lamar Jackson's plays. We're going to go all the way back to the start of this podcast when you said, uh, even if he plays, you just don't expect him to be 100%, uh, particularly with a lower leg injury uh, that he has. And that's his most dangerous asset and his most dangerous weapon. Uh, so while he can still be effective if Lamar Jackson's out there, um, if he's not or we're facing a backup quarterback in Tyler Huntley, I think the Packers are going to take care of business this week um, and uh, move to 11-3 and three and remain in the number one spot in the NFC. That's great. I love it. And I, I think it, you're right. It's going to be a bit of a grinded out kind of game. But I, I do think the Packers are in control most of this game. Um, my prediction, Packers win 31-23. to 23. Um, although it's not quite that close, you know, it's about an eight point win, but, um, you know, I think Justin Tucker is such a good kicker. He's going to get his chance at a few field goals. He might hit a long one before half or something, right. To get three of those. Um, I think the Ravens have a chance to score some points in this game. Um, maybe some short fields because of special teams or otherwise, I don't know, uh, exactly, but you know, they get their chances, they get some scores, but it's one of those where they're playing catch up for most of the game. I do think the Packers start hot. 
on, on Sunday and, and they do control it. Ravens get close for a bit there and the Packers pull away. And then the Ravens are playing catch up in the fourth quarter. Um, maybe not any defensive touchdowns or anything. I just think the Packers offense is just that good that they get out there. They get out after it. Uh, the Ravens, the Packers probably score fast once or twice as well against this Ravens defense and the Packers win handily and they move on to 11 win season. I love it. So Dane, I think that just about does it then for us. Um, I don't know if you have any other closing comments before we sign off. I see you shaking your head. So folks, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, We will be back. uh, I don't know if we've decided yet either Sunday evening or Monday uh, to do our recap after this week. So uh, thanks so much for jumping on. Uh, or if you're listening later, uh, as always, be legendary and go pack go. Go pack go. Yeah, I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Star. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport, and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will say.